Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we welcome back anti-aging specialist, Dr. Amy Killen. I've actually had male friends who I've told about sort of mouth, you know, nose breathing and how it can be helpful, who have reported back to me, you know, oh, oh my gosh, I'm waking up with morning erections again. Like, it's like, of course, people tell me these things all the time, but it's, <laughs> uh, it's, kind, of, it's kind of funny to get like text messages like, hey, get, hey, by the way, I'm having morning erections. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> we have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I wanna thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you for pressing play today, and you are not going to regret it because we welcome back Dr. Amy Killen. Dr. Amy Killen has been on the show before, episode 137, where we spoke about fasting to activate stem cells, some of her top anti-aging tips, and boosting sexual performance. On today's episode, we are going to get even deeper into the conversation of stem cells and something called stem cell exhaustion. And when that happens, inflammation goes up and you are aging faster at the cellular level. And she's going to share how to prevent that. We also discussed the skin. A lot of people are concerned about wrinkles and dark spots and dark circles. And she's going to share some of the best ways to protect your skin. We talk about sun damage. We talk about other things taking place that age your skin faster. And then we talk about a healthy balance between autophagy and mTOR through fasting. As you can recall from previous episodes, autophagy is a catabolic repair part of your body that is necessary, but you don't want too much. And the opposite of that is mTOR, which stands for mechanistic target of rapamycin, which is more anabolic in growth, which could be really healing in spurts, but you don't want too much. So how do you balance it out? She's going to share with you how to do that. She's going to talk about exercise for anti-aging. How often should you exercise and how intense should your workouts be? Then she's going to share why she is totally against antiseptic mouthwash and what it's actually doing to create sexual dysfunction and a nitric oxide imbalance. We talk about the role of high glucose levels and sexual function, and then we get into peptides, which is such a fascinating topic, especially in the anti-aging space. There's so many studies out there that are coming out about peptides, and we get into what peptides are and essentially the body's ability to protect and repair itself, and she developed a brand new product. As a matter of fact, when we recorded it, she had just released this product uh, just days prior that is called Rapid Rebound, which is a unique formulation of peptides that work synergistically to enhance the body's ability to protect and repair itself so you can reach all of your performance goals. Isn't that awesome? That is definitely interesting to me. And we dropped a link down below for you to get her new product, Rapid Rebound. The link for that is ketocamprebound.com, camp with the K, ketocamprebound.com. So you could either go to that website or click the link down below. She'll talk a lot more about the product during the episode. We also get into red light therapy and the benefits of photobiomodulation, which is great for collagen production, inflammation, mitochondrial function and even it has an effect on stem cell production. So we'll get into all things anti-aging. I also ask her, what are four of her top ways to anti-age? And she's gonna answer that question as well. Hey, before I bring Dr. Amy Killen back on the show, I wanna take a minute here to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. 
This is a five-star review titled Always Informative from Van Me 1KC. I love listening to this podcast. I feel like I take away key points with every episode. It keeps me encouraged, motivated. Thank you. Van Me, that is awesome. Keep showing up. I remember Zig Ziglar said, motivation is like taking a shower. We require it daily. <laughs> so similar here with the podcast, uh, although we don't have new episodes every day, we do have new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And hey, we are 300 plus episodes in. So you could binge listen to all the previous episodes and keep that motivation going and keep yourself encouraged. So thank you for listening and thank you for taking the time to leave the show a rating and review. Hey, if you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet, please do so primarily on Apple Podcasts, but really any podcast platform you listen to, it will really help the show grow and help change more lives. A few times per year, me and the Keto Camp team launch a seven-day keto challenge. It's free. We bring on different speakers. The last one we did was a complete hit, and we officially have the dates for the next one and our confirmed speakers So I'm going to announce that right now on today's show. You ready? So the next Keto Kickstart Challenge is going to take place April 10th, Monday, April 10th, and it's going to run all the way until April 17th, the following Monday, seven days in a row, seven sessions. Each session is about two hours each. Here are the confirmed speakers. Are you ready for this? Our first confirmed speaker is Dr. Jason Fung, the legend, the father of fasting, (laughs) medical doctor who has written great books like The Obesity Code, The Cancer Code, The PCOS Plan. He's a New York Times bestselling author. I don't really have to give his bio. You know who he is. He's a legend, and he is a confirmed speaker for our challenge. We also have Dr. Ken Berry, medical doctor, the Mr. Proper Human Diet himself. He is a confirmed speaker as well. And then we have Dr. Annette Boz. You probably follow her on her wonderful YouTube channel, Dr. Boz. She's going to be on the challenge. We have some other other special guests too that I'm not going to announce. But those are the, th- the three confirmed that I'll share with you today. We are also going to be giving away over $10,000 in free prizes from supplements to a one-year membership to our signature course, the Keto Camp Academy, to exogenous ketones, and a lot of stuff. The challenge is completely free. All you need to do is head over to ketocampchallenge.com. Remember, camp is spelled with a K. Ketocampchallenge.com. You can see the details and then sign up. There is an option to upgrade your membership, and uh, you can do that if you want, but if not, It's completely free. Seven days. We'll take a deep dive together. We'll drop that link down below as well. I am so pumped up. This is going to be our best one yet, by the way. All right. Let's talk about anti-aging with the one and only Dr. Amy Killen. Dr. Amy Killen is board certified in emergency medicine with 10 plus years of direct patient care. Dr. Killen has been practicing anti-aging and regenerative medicine for more than five years. Dr. Killen is fellowship trained in anti-aging and regenerative medicine through the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine and has done extensive additional training in aesthetics, platelet-rich plasma and stem cells, hair restoration, bioidentical hormones, nutrition, fitness, and sexual health. Dr. Killen is the medical director of BioRestoration Medical a Busy Clinic with a comprehensive integrative approach to Health located in Draper, Utah. She also works at the Dosier Medical in Park City, Utah with Dr. Harry Adelson, providing cutting-edge regenerative medical treatments for a host of different conditions. Here is Dr. Amy Killen. Dr. Amy Killen, welcome back to the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. You were back on episode 137 over a year ago where we talked about stem cells, which we're going to talk about today. How could we not? We talked a little bit about anti-aging tips, boosting sexual performance. And today's conversation, uh, we're going to dive deep into some peptides. You got a brand new product that we're going to talk about. But here's where I want to start, Amy. When we see the population as a whole, but we'll focus on America, we see a lot of sick people. I mean, the stats are disgusting. 
when you're at a conference and you're just visually looking at people, do you get an idea of how healthy their stem cells are just based off of their appearance? Is that accurate to, to ask? I think that that's accurate. I mean, certainly younger people are going to have healthier stem cells, first of all. We can't help our age, though. Um, and then obviously, you know, people who are just more just metabolically healthier are going to have healthier stem cells. And so those are all the things that you talk about all the time and that I talk to patients about. But, you know, the sicker you are, the sicker your stem cells are and the less likely they are to be able to do signaling and to be effective in procedures as well. Talk a little bit more about that, the signaling. Uh, I believe you call it stem cell exhaustion. So how that works and what are some of the things that contribute to these stem cells not being able to signal as efficient as they once were? So, you know, as you know, the way that stem cells work is that they send out signals. So these are exosomes and other extracellular vesicles called EVs. And so they're sending out these signals and other cells will take in the signals and that changes how those other cells behave and can make them act, you know, to produce more things or increase blood flow or whatever. Um, so what happens with aging is it's not so much that you lose your population of stem cells, although that does happen to some degree. It's that the stem cells that you have are not capable of sending out as many of these signals. They lose the ability to release the exosomes and extracellular vesicles and the other kind of growth factors and things. Um, so that happens with aging, uh, you know, which we can't help, but it also happens uh, with just any sort of um, inflammatory states or, or metabolic states where you're using up a lot of those signals or chronic, you know, chronic states like chronic uh, inflammation, chronic pain. One of the theories, at least with like joint pain, for instance, is that your the stem cells are are you know kind of using up all a lot of these these signals uh, because they're continuing to have to fight this continuous pain and this continuous um, inflammation. And so over time, you can imagine that your your cells just kind of get tired of of releasing signals anymore. And that I think happens all over the body as we get older and as we maybe make uh, less healthy lifestyle choices. Yeah, uh, and the the word there is inflammation, as we know. And when we talk about inflammation, we're referring to chronic inflammation, not acute, which is like soreness from a workout, et cetera. And actually some inflammation is, is beneficial via her- hormesis, but chronic oh, yeah. inflammation, that, that's the problem. So what are maybe the top three things you've seen that have contributed to this chronic inflammation uh, that I, I believe Dr. Mark Hyman calls it uh, inflammaging? What, what are the top three things that you see contribute to this? Um, I think the top three things are probably diet, you know, poor diet, stress is a big one, uh, lack of exercise is a big one. And then, you know, things like smoking, which, you know, luckily my, my patients don't tend to smoke. I don't even treat patients who do smoke, but that's a, a huge contributor to inflammation. And when we talk about anti-aging, it, it's really uh, skin is, is important for a lot of people, rightfully so. I mean, I, I want to have great skin. I'm sure you do. And, and so many others. And there's a lot of skin conditions out there, like dark circles underneath the eyes, cellulite, um, skin spots, those brown spots. What are the the causes specifically of, of brown spots as we age, what, what contributes to that? Uh, some of it is sun related. So you can, you know, just photo aging and photo damage from the sun is going to cause a lot of those sun spots. Um, some spots are also hormonal, uh, things like melasma, which you can get from hormonal changes. Women commonly get melasma, which are again kind of dark spots. It looks like sun spots, but it's a little different. And that can happen um, any kind of hormonal changes, but also it can just happen sometimes, uh, which is always difficult because those are kind of hard to treat. So it, a lot of it's a lot of it's aging, um, a lot of it's sun. You know, the, the number one thing you can do for your for your skin. Yeah, is actually protected from the sun, especially you know your face, your neck, your backs of hands. Like I love the sun; I think it's amazing. You should get some sun every day. However, it's also the number one cause of skin aging. Now, is your skin aging from the sun, even if you're not getting burned necessarily, necessarily, but just getting a nice tan? Is there still some of that going on? There's still some aging going on. Yeah. I mean, certainly getting burned is worse. And that when it comes to risk for melanoma and, and some of these things like that, the cancers, then the burns are really, really important. But even just regular sun exposure, you're still you still have some oxidative stress that's gonna be that's gonna cause DNA damage in the sun, I mean in the skin and can cause, you know, faster aging. So that's you know, that's even if you're driving your car to work every day, that's by sitting by windows in your house. Like my patients are always like, Do I have to wear a sunblock every day or just when I'm outside for several hours. And I say, you know, at least put it on your face because you are going to be outside doing things even if you don't realize it most likely. Sunblock. So what are your favorite non-toxic sunblock sources? 
So yeah, so sunblock as opposed to sunscreen. Sunblock is going to be a mineral uh, sunblock, you know, usually like a zinc oxide, titanium dioxide product. There are lots of great brands out there, but I tend to steer away from the sunscreens, which are going to have the chemicals, uh, which, you know, we now know are bad for our coral reefs and probably our bodies as well. Right, exactly. That's something I, I need to change personally because I get a lot of sun being in Miami. I'm always on my rooftop. I was on my rooftop before I, I hopped on the, the call here. And I don't get burned, uh, but I do get daily sun. And I never, <laughs> you're not going to like this, I never wear sunblock. Uh, so I think that'll catch up with me in the future. So I think I'm going to be more proactive here and start taking some sunblock. I, yeah. I did take astaxanthin, uh, which is like edible sunscreen. Have you seen any research on what astaxanthin could do for anti-aging skin? Yeah, I know that astaxanthin can be great and it can help to reduce sun damage and it can reduce some of that oxidative stress that you get in your skin. And you know, and that's true with just healthy lifestyle and healthy foods. And there are a lot of you know good good uh, high vegetable diets and things that are going to have antioxidants in there, by the high vitamin C and vitamin E and resveratrol and a lot of these things that are going to be they're going to promote healthy skin and help reduce any of the you know, toxic effects of the sun. And to be clear, I think the sun is really important. I know there's tons of data on the sun and the importance of the sun for longevity purposes, for disease prevention of, of multiple you know, kinds of, that multiple kinds of cancers and diabetes and cardiovascular disease. You you want to get sun, um, but I just you know try to get it on your body a little bit. And because your body, you don't get a lot of sun in general. So get out there and take your shirt off and, you know, and uh, be like uh, one of these guys who are walking around naked in the sun. Yeah. Um, but protect your face because that is always getting sun. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to listen to you. I- I've seen photos of you on Facebook out outside, uh, almost naked, but like in the snow. <laughs> That's a different type of way of getting exposure. What's up with that? That's true. But I, I wasn't out there for very long, though, in the, in the snow, because it's it, cold. It's impressive. <laughs> Talk about hormesis. That's a good way to get hormesis. <laughs> Uh, I, I do want to revisit the fasting conversation, even though we did talk about it a lot on the previous episode. I'm sure some listening now didn't hear the previous one. So when we talk about the role of stem cells and anti-aging, how can we apply fasting and also get a healthy balance of autophagy, but also mTOR, which is the kind of the opposite pathway? We kind of want both, not too much of either. So how do we balance that out? What are some recommendations? Yeah, I mean, I think with the fasting, you know, we've we've seen in some of the stem cell studies that even just a couple of days or even 24 hours, 48 hours of fasting, you can start to see increased uh, stem cell uh, production, especially like you know in the gastrointestinal tract and and longer fasts, you're going to have uh, longer more effects sort of systemically on stem cells. So you can increase stem cells by fasting, um, even if it's just short periods of time, you know, a day. Uh, it doesn't have to be a you know seven day fast uh, to see benefits uh, for fasting. So I think that that's something that you know we can all pretty easily integrate in order to increase stem cell uh, activity and and recruitment and just make them more available to to do other things. Um, and of course, we see increase in autophagy and, and sort of cellular cleanup um, when we do fasting as well. So I think that that's a good a good approach and it's it's totally inexpensive, which I think is uh, is really nice. It's free. Yeah, you're right. It's free. Yeah. So daily fasting could be beneficial, like 16, 18 hours daily, and then maybe from time to time. 36-hour fast, or maybe once a year, like a five-day water fast. Now, with those longer fasts, five days, like I know, uh, are you familiar with Dr. Thomas Seafried's work from uh, Boston College? I'm not, no. So he, he wrote a book called uh, Cancer as a Metabolic Disease. He's kind of taking a lot of Otto Warburg's information from uh, the 1930s or so and, and doing some research on it. But the reason I bring him up is because in his book, and I quote him a lot, he talks about these block fasts and achieving max autophagy to reverse or, or reduce your risk of cancer. And he, he claims that if you were to do a seven-day water fast just once per year, you would reduce your risk of cancer by about 95%. And he, wow. he views that with this maximum autophagy ratio of looking at glucose and ketones. And he's actually seen these tumors shrink. But what I would like for you to explain is kind of what happens in the body during the long fast when it comes to stem cells, senescent cells, and autophagy, but also apoptosis. Can you explain as you go through that fast what exactly is happening inside the body? You know, I don't know the data on fasting. It's outside of, I've seen studies with um, like gastrointestinal, you know, stem cells and how those, you could increase the, the stem cell activity and turnover uh, of those cells, the cells that actually line the intestinal tracts with fasting. I don't know the ins and outs of, you know, exactly how long it takes to change other stem cell populations. And I'm not sure, maybe you do, if you do, educate me because I uh, haven't seen all of that reported yet. Well, yeah, you're right. 24 hours, according to MIT's uh, intestinal stem cells, uh, starts to kind of um, 
get turned on or, or strengthen, I should say. From what I've seen, it's looking at that maximum autophagy, autophagy ratio, which is looking at blood glucose and then dividing it by 18 to get the European value and then getting blood ketones. And if you get this one-to-one ratio, you're hitting this max autophagy. Stress is a common factor that affects everyone in today's fast-paced world, leading to various health issues, including heart problems, inflammation, obesity, and mental illness. While most people focus on finding relief through meditation or trips to the spa, what if the root cause of stress is actually a deficiency in a key nutrient? Introducing Magnesium Breakthrough, the ultimate magnesium supplement that offers the full spectrum of all seven types of magnesium, specially formulated to reach every tissue in your body for maximum health benefits. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could be causing a multitude of health problems. But what sets magnesium breakthrough apart is its ability to impact the release of stress hormones like cortisol and block the activity of more stimulating neurotransmitters leading to a more peaceful and restful state. This means that this supplement acts like a break on your body's nervous system, helping to calm and soothe promoting a better quality of life. Simply go to magbreakthrough.com slash ketocamp. Get 10% off Magnesium Breakthrough with the coupon code KETOCAMP10. And for a limited time, only if you buy three bottles, you can get exciting gifts with purchases like blue light blocking glasses and more. This is a limited time offer for select orders. So Keto Camper, what are you waiting for? Go to magbreakthrough.com slash ketocamp. Make sure you use the code ketocamp10 at checkout. We'll drop that info down below in the podcast notes. But what I would love to hear from you is like the, the role of senescent cells. These are cells that are like zombie cells that are, they're not functioning. I know Dr. Pompa calls them government workers that have been around for a long time taking a paycheck. And then uh, what happens when we get a stem cell, which is like a fresh student out of college ready to work. So can you just explain that that process of a senescent cell that turns to a stem cell uh, through whatever fasting, whatever method we, we achieve through it? Well, with you know, one of the things that that's important with the with the senescent cells, as you know, is you have this this SAST you know complex, this this senescence associated uh, secretory phenotype, where the senescent cell or the zombie cell is releasing all of these inflammatory components, which is which is obviously something that is going to be uh, problematic over time, and is the reason that we talk about trying to get rid of these senescent cells at all. There is certainly evidence that that stem cells can help to mitigate uh, some of the fresh, like sort of active stem cells can mitigate some of that damage that's coming from these senescent cells and coming from these SAS complexes so that you are able to, if not get rid of the zombie cells completely, at least kind of tamp down some of the activity that is most problematic for aging and longevity. And you mentioned exercise as one of your top ways to slow down aging. Uh, What would be, I know it's different for everybody depending on their activity level and, and injuries, et cetera, and age, but what would be like a general rule of thumb for exercise? How often, how intense would you recommend exercise? You know, I, there's, there are lots of schools of thought on this, as you know, but I think that from my standpoint, when I think about like skin and sexual health and some of the things that I really deal with, I want there to be at least, you know, three or four days of of resistance training where you're doing heavy lifting. I think that's really important for creating hormones like testosterone and growth hormones and some of these hormones that you are really going to increase by lifting heavy things. And that's one of the things a lot of us don't do anymore. So at least three or four days of lifting heavy things, you know, for 30 minutes to an hour. And then I like to see at least 30 minutes a day of some kind of aerobic activity. And that can just be walking. You know, for a lot of people, we know that just walking is going to show benefits getting in sort of that sort of zone two of, of, of exercise. Certainly longer periods are going to be better than shorter. But if I can get people even to move for 30 minutes or an hour every day, I think that's a win. Yeah, well said. I agree. Now let's convince people listening and watching to throw away their antiseptic mouthwash. Why? <laughs> why? What's the issue with uh, using mouthwash, Amy? Oh, I love talking about mouthwash, as you know. So the issue with mouthwash is that it kills our antiseptic mouthwash. You can, there are some sort of do-it-yourself blends that you can do, but the, like Listerine, it kills your bacteria in your mouth. So it you know, just kind of wipes out your entire oral microbiome. And the issue with that is, 
primarily the one I'm concerned about is that it prevents you from being able to make nitric oxide from food. So one of the sort of, there's two ways of sort of creating nitric oxide in your body. One of them happens inside your blood vessels. And that's something that's, that's happening, you know, as you, without even thinking about it, as long as you're young enough and you have healthy blood vessels. As we get older, we lose the ability to make nitric oxide in our blood vessels because we start to get atherosclerosis and plaque buildup and you get endothelial dysfunction, which means those cells don't work very well. So you stop, that pathway becomes a little bit less reliable. But the other pathway, which is that we could take in foods that are high in nitrates, like, like uh, especially vegetables and, and fruits that are high in nitrates, like, like beets and uh, spinach and arugula and things like that. You take those foods in, and your body can make nitric oxide from food. However, you need sort of healthy bacteria, uh, nitrate-reducing bacteria in your mouth to complete that first step. So if you don't have the bacteria because you've killed them with the, with the uh, mouthwash, then you don't have the first step that, that is able to make nitric oxide. Also, by the way, you need stomach acid to, to do the second step. So there's two steps, and you need stomach acid. So a lot of people are taking stomach acid reducing medications, especially the proton pump inhibitors, the PPIs, uh, like Nexium and Prevacid and things like this, which are available over the counter now, which I think is kind of crazy. Yep. Those medications are so bad for you uh, long-term. They were never meant to be taken long-term. And um, they essentially prevent you from being able to make nitric oxide from food. And so the, the number of side effects uh, long-term with those medications is, is, is astounding. So don't take those either. Yeah, I hope that convinces people. I used to use Listerine for, for many, many years before I figured out how dangerous it was. And, and you know, as you know, of course, and you teach, nitric oxide is very important for sexual health and erections. I mean, that's kind of how Viagra works. It makes nitric oxide a little bit more available, right? It makes it stick around longer. Yeah, it yeah. essentially kind of prevents the breakdown of nitric oxide um, for a period of time. So by that explanation, I would venture to guess that if you're using uh, antiseptic mouthwash and you're taking some sort of antacid every day, it will decrease your sexual function. Is that a fair hypothesis to say? I think it's fair. There actually are studies, uh, uh, some at least case reports and small studies that have looked at the PPIs, the acid blockers, and erectile dysfunction. There are a number of reports of even young people, you know, people in their 30s who start taking PPIs, and all of a sudden they they like lose their ability to have erections. And that's less common in young people because again, you can still make it through the other pathway until you get older. But it does happen. So I think that those are both bad for your sexual function for sure. Let's talk a little bit more about nitric oxide. You mentioned, you know, beets, arugula, some green leafy vegetables. What about nose breathing? Is that a good way to get some nitric oxide produced in the body? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's the sort of the back of the nose is where uh, it gets converted and kind of make uh, you can make it that way. Much better than mouth breathing, as you know, and from reading the book. Is it breathe or breath? I'm not sure what his what his book is called. I never know, but it's an amazing book. It's uh, breathe. I don't think there's an e at the end. That's a great book, though. Yeah, I love it's that a great book. book. Yeah, yeah. That, that's fabulous. Um, so mouth breathing can make a big difference, and it's you know again cheap. Easy, free. Yeah, free, available <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So I mouth tape at night. Uh, yeah. So it forces me to breathe through my nose. I do remember in that book, Breathe, or maybe it was Oxygen Advantage. I read both. But one of them was mentioning that in the nose, there is, oh, I'm trying to remember what it was, erectile tissue or something about erect. Can you explain? Do you know what I'm talking about here? I remember that as well. I don't remember it very well, but the, there's similar erectile tissue in the nose as the penis. And it was making the kind of correlation between those two, which is, you know, which is perfect and fitting because it really is. I've actually had, I've had friends, male friends who I've told about sort of mouth, you know, nose breathing and how it could be helpful who have reported back to me, you know, oh, oh my gosh, I'm waking up with morning erections again. Like, it's like, of course, people tell me these things all the time, but it's, <laughs> it's, kind, of, it's kind of funny to get like text messages like, hey, get, hey, by the way, I'm having morning erections. Thanks for the tip. <laughs> like, oh, like morning wood, thumbs up. Like, oh, great. <laughs> my husband's like, what is going on? Why are you getting these text messages? <laughs> do, do people come to you in like conferences, hallways and talk to you about their sexual health? They totally do. And it's so funny. They don't even know me. Like they'll hear me you know, do a, a lecture or a talk and then they'll come up to me afterwards, like with a bunch of people around sometimes. And they'll just start asking about like, Hey, this is happening with my penis. And you know, what do you think? And I'm always like, maybe call my office. Let's, let's yeah. talk about it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You know, it's an important, as you know, it's an important topic. Infertility, sexual dysfunction, erectile dysfunction, is going up. These stats are going up and it's not good. So 
let's talk about, because we talk about keto and fasting and reducing your, your glucose levels and stop snacking and controlling insulin. What's the role of high glucose? So somebody who has insulin resistance and diabetes, men and women, what can that do to their sexual activity? So that can be problematic on a number of different levels. You know, first of all, it's going to create inflammation. So we know that, you know, as far as, uh, especially with men, but also with women, you want to have good blood flow, right, to the organs. And so when you have chronic inflammation from any cause, whether that's chronically high sugars, whether that's other things that are um, not being addressed, you know, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, et cetera, then you're more likely to get atherosclerosis and just have lack of blood flow going to the genitalia. Interestingly enough, the same inflammation that's caused by those same things, for at least in men, we know are going to affect the health of the cells within the penis, the smooth muscle cells that are responsible for expanding to, uh, to let the blood in. And the act, the number one cause of erectile dysfunction, actually, the first thing that that happens is that those cells start to die. And when you lose about 15% of those cells, um, when you have apoptosis of that, of those cells due to inflammation, most, most likely, then you lose the ability to have kind of a full erection. Uh, and so the blood comes in, but then it leaks right back out the veins on the side. And that's actually called venous leak, uh, but it's not a vein problem. It's a smooth muscle cell problem. And it's not a, a cell problem as much as it is an inflammation problem. So it all comes back to inflammation. And then there's other pathways that are related to hormones and testosterone and things like that that are also going to be affected by sugar and, and uh, the, you know, a high sugar diet. If you reverse your insulin resistance type 2 diabetes and get your glucose to an optimal level, can you get that back, that function back? I don't know. And I don't know if it's been studied. Um, I think that it's certainly possible depending on how far gone you know it is that the cells in the penis get replaced by either fat tissue or scar tissue. There's certainly some evidence that changing diet can help with the, the, the blood flow there. I don't know if it could change the cells themselves, but luckily there are some other things that we can do now with things like shockwave therapy and injections and now some electrical therapies that I'm trialing that do seem to be able to affect the health of those cells and, and actually regenerate some of those cells. So electrical therapy, what's that? <laughs> yeah, sounds fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm beginning a study right now, although it's been studied in Brazil already uh, with over 100 patients using a specific type of bioelectricity where we apply electrodes to the penis and we use a very low current. So it's not painful, but essentially the company I'm working with has discovered these specific electrical signals that will produce specific proteins. Uh, and so you essentially can kind of do like a one-to-one -one thing. You apply this signal and you get this protein produced. And so as you might imagine, this has multiple different uh, utilities uh, across the body because we are looking at proteins that you know could increase muscle regeneration like folostatin or nerve regeneration like sonic hedgehog um, or IGF, um, as well as, as signals that can increase actual blood flow like, like uh, nitric oxide, uh, NOS signals or VEGF or some of these things. So essentially, you can uh, kind of create little recipes where you do you know, get specific signals for specific things. And the studies, at least that have been done in Brazil using this technology, just in clinic uh, over the course of a, uh, like eight treatments, showed at least 90% of men had significant improvement in erections. And that's, uh, you know, a super easy, non-painful 30-minute, twice-a-week session. So we're going to do a study here at my office and see if that's really, if it really works. And if it is, then try to get this out to more people. Interesting. And your office is in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Are you taking participants for the trial right now? I am. Yeah. Uh, if you're local, you have to be able to be here for a month because it's twice a week for a month. If you're local, it's a free study and we're just, you know, basically uh, recruiting, I think, 10 or so people. So it won't be a big one, but, but yeah, if you're local, then call us up. It's at BioRestoration. BioRestoration in Salt Lake City, Utah. We'll drop a link down below. And I know you've also experimented and used actually Gainswave, which is a great tool and Phoenix Pro, which I've, I've done both as well. So we're going to drop links for that down below if anybody wants to learn about those. We talked about it on the previous episode. I do want to get to peptides. I've had my friend, my good friend, Jake Campbell, come on here a few months ago and talk about peptides. It's a kind of a, I'm not too familiar with peptides other than having conversations and interviewing people and, and what I've learned from Dr. Pompa, but you understand it a lot more than me. What are peptides? And then why did you decide to focus on a specific uh, type of peptides for this new product you developed? So peptide is just a fancy name for a short protein. So they're, you know, they're, short, they're pro short protein sequences, usually about 
uh, 20 or, or less amino acids long. And the idea behind them is that you, because they're so short, they're, they're going to have a sort of a one or, or just a few uh, mechanisms of action in the body that you can that you can track and you can kind of follow. And so there are now hundreds of these peptides out there. Most of them are come from proteins that we already have in our bodies. Like they're, most of them are not uh, synthetically sort of in the, you know, made from uh, other things, but they are, you know, like if you're, whatever proteins you have, they kind of figure out which, what's the kind of most important part of that protein. And then they'll make a peptide from that. Um, so we can kind of use these as little mini drugs or little drug therapies to do different things. The peptides that I, I work with a lot of different peptides in my practice, you know, for skin and for hair restoration and for, and sexual optimization. But I actually came up with a, with, along with some other people on my team, a formula that has two peptides. And the other thing is a, is a fatty acid amide, which is a little different, but essentially in combination to help with just general repair and recovery, because I feel like, you know, with, with whether it's stem cell procedures or whether it's just going out and exercising and getting, you know, getting sore and getting injured and things like that that all of us can use a little bit of extra sort of repair and recovery. So those are the things that I put together. What's unique about this formulation is that these peptides are all, uh, can all be used orally. So a lot of peptides, if you put them in your, you know, you, you drink them or you put them in your stomach through a pill, they're going to get annihilated and never get into your bloodstream. But these, these particular ones actually do. And so that's something unique about them. Yeah, that is. And also a lot of the other peptides, you have to use a needle to get them in, right? So exactly. Uh, yeah. a lot of people don't want to do that and they don't know how to do that. Hey, Keto Camper, I want to just pause for a second and tell you about my favorite drink for metabolic health. On this podcast, we talk about the importance of metabolic health, metabolic flexibility. Well, this is called Good Idea. And it is a great idea if you're trying to reduce blood sugar and keep your insulin levels in a healthy range. It has zero calories, zero sweeteners, and none of the junk ingredients, and it tastes like a lightly sparkling water. I call it a functional sparkling water because it has been clinically tested and shown to reduce blood sugar spikes after a meal. It contains a blend of amino acids and chromium piclinate. Together, they slow gastric emptying and increase insulin sensitivity, allowing a steady release of glucose in the bloodstream where it can be transferred into the cells for fuel. It also contains zinc and potassium as an added benefit. They hooked you all up with a special coupon code. So all you need to do is head over to goodidea.us and apply the coupon code BEN, that is B-E-N at checkout at goodidea.us. I'm gonna drop that link in the podcast notes along with the coupon code. All right, let's get back to this episode. Since this is going to be shared on YouTube, I'm going to share the screen here, and you're going to explain a little bit about what we see, uh, just for those who are listening. But your website, well, the website to get it is ketocamprebound.com. <laughs> that points to your product, which is Rapid Rebound, which you can see here on YouTube. And uh, I was looking at your website, which I have here. This is the product, Rapid Rebound, for those watching. BPC-157, AOD, and PEA. Uh, these work synergistically. That's what you were talking about. But what I was looking at was this, that I'd like, love for you to go into some of these studies that you've done on this. Uh, maybe we could go into each category and, and what you've seen. Yeah. So these are studies, not that I've done, just so you know, these are just for the ingredients that have been studied. And so what we did was we created a chart because there's so many studies and there's so many you know, of these three ingredients that look at different uh, sort of components of healing. The short version of this, and I'll kind of go into some, some specifics, is that these ingredients are particularly good at decreasing inflammation and that's on multiple different levels. But as you know, that's really important. So that can be helpful for everything from gut healing to musculoskeletal healing. They're also really good at increasing blood flow, especially the BPC-157. That particular peptide is actually a component of your gastric juice normally. So it's in your stomach juice all the time. And it's been, you know, we've known about it for years. But what's interesting about it is that it, we've known that it has effects for gut healing, for healing, you know, stomach ulcers and irritable bowel syndrome and, and even liver toxicity and, and alcohol toxicity and things like that, anything kind of in the GI tract, uh, we've known it's been helpful for that. But then they started realizing that there are there's this link, which we know about the, the gut-brain axis, right? Like everyone has heard about that, between what's happening in your gut and what's happening in your brain and entire central nervous system, as well as peripheral nervous system. And so they started seeing that the same peptide 
can be helpful for all kinds of um, sort of neuroprotections, whether that's after injuries or uh, it can help with depression symptoms. It can help with uh, peripheral nerve, nerve problems and healing. And they started seeing, oh, there's this interesting connection between the gut and the brain. And some, somehow this, this, you know, by gut healing, we're also seeing brain benefits and we're seeing nervous system benefits. And then they started say, seeing that, oh, we actually are seeing benefits outside of that, those two systems in the musculoskeletal system. So lots of studies at this point on healing musculoskeletal injuries, whether that's ligaments, tendons, muscles, bones, um, injuries, using this BPC-157 uh, product. And then the AOD-9604 is a, it's a human growth hormone fragment. So it's a segment of HGH and everyone knows what HGH is. It has all these amazing benefits, but it also has a few side effects, you know, effects on, on glucose and insulin and, and IGF-1 and some of those things. But this particular fragment was initially studied to see if it could help with fat to, for, for a lipolysis and dissolving uh, fat. And it was shown in animal studies as well as some, some human studies to be effective for, for dissolving fat and improving uh, you know, weight with weight loss. Um, but then they also started seeing that it, it's also really good at healing um, musculoskeletal injuries and things because of the way that the, the growth hormone fragment is working. What a superstar. I know, exactly. And it's actually very, very orally bioavailable. In fact, the half-life, if you give it orally, is much longer than if you were to give it like IV, uh, which is kind of interesting. Really? Yeah. Huh. Super interesting. The half-life when you go to IV is like three minutes. And so by 10 minutes, it's basically out of your system versus if you take it orally at a little higher dose than IV for sure. Then the half-life is, um, it's much longer and it stays in your system for hundred to 200 minutes, uh, which is kind of amazing. So that's the other one. And then the third component is something called a PEA, which stands for palmitoyl ethanolamide, which has actually been around for a long time. And that is a fatty acid amide, which means it's, it's made, it's a fatty acid. It's made, a, it's part of a lot of cell membranes in your body. And it actually works uh, sort of indirectly on the cannabinoid system, on the endocannabinoid system. So you have the, you know, like a CBD kind of product or, or something in that system. Uh, so you have a lot of effects on pain and pain reduction, but you also have the same kind of uh, anti-inflammatory effects that you might have um, using some of the, the endocannabinoids, uh, the, the, uh, the cannabinoids. So the combination of those three things are amazing for healing musculoskeletal pain, for healing gut, you know, gut problems, and decreasing like liver toxicity and such after alcohol or NSAID use, as well as uh, some neuroprotection effects and, and potentially uh, like post-trauma neurologic effects as well. And then just decreasing pain and inflammation and maybe a little bit of a weight loss effect as well uh, because of the AOD. Although that we have, a, it's a little bit lower dose than you might need for weight loss. Okay. And then I also see it uh, supports immune function here, which, well, at least the PEA does, which is uh, important nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. There's a there's a effect on macrophages and the and their effect on the immune system. There's a whole a kind of a whole paper that I just read on on PEA and it you know just multiple benefits. It used to be it's been used orally in other countries for a little while as as drugs and um, but you know for a while there was some issues with how do we get it in the body because of the bioavailability. But but now we can actually micronize it enough to make it much more bioavailable. Awesome. I want to get this. So I'm going to, I'm going to get some myself. And for those listening or watching, it's uh, ketocamprebound.com. The coupon code that they, Amy's offering for 10% off is, is ketocamp at checkout, camp with the K. We'll put links for that down below. Um, so go check it out. I mean, what, what's next for you, Amy? Like, first of all, why did you, why did you decide to create this product? And then what is next for you? Because I wanted to take this product and I was like, <laughs> no one's making it. No one has this particular combination and I wanted it. So I figured if, if, you know, if it wasn't out there yet, I should, I should figure out how to get it out there. And how, um, <laughs> I mean, how, how soon would somebody notice a difference and how long should you take this supplement? I've already had people texting me because I just, this just, this just launched like last week. I've had people who have already gotten it and have had taken, you know, less than a week, uh, a lot of athletes, a lot of endurance athletes and people like that who are noticing improvements in recovery already, like after just, uh, you know, a few days or a week, but probably several weeks, especially if you're trying to heal something, it's going to take more time. But I think for everyday kind of recovery and healing, just normal, you know, normal wear and tear, you'll see benefits faster than if you're actually trying to heal an injury. Very cool. I can't wait to give you my feedback when I start taking it. Yeah, I'd love it. What, what's next for you? More products? I know you have that. You're doing that uh, electrical um, stimulation uh, trial, etc. But what else? Any books coming out for you? Like what's next for Amy? I don't have any books. Um, I do have sort of another longevity product that will probably be coming out 
in, we're hoping for early next year. That's a bigger project and, and a lot more moving pieces, but that's another, you know, I'm very interested in the longevity space and the things that we can do and take uh, to help us live longer. So that will be coming out soon. Wow. Cool. Well, stay tuned for that. We'll bring Amy back for round three when that's out. <laughs> awesome. What are your thoughts on red light therapy? What are some of the benefits yeah. of it? It's great. I love it for skin. You know, there's definitely some good evidence for skin uh, healing, rejuvenation. I use it a lot with patients if I'm doing, like if we have a procedure on the patient and they're kind of swollen or red or bruised, I like for them to use red light therapy right afterwards and then, you know, to help heal afterwards. We know that stem cells, it's interesting because um, we can see increase in stem cell activation with red light and near infrared light as well. So you can see increase in stem cell kind of migration to an area to proliferation of stem cells to stem cell signaling. Uh, and of course, there's the mitochondrial energy production that people always talk about with red light therapy, but it has a lot of effects on stem cells as well. So I am uh, a big fan. I think it's helpful for injuries, but I also just like standing in front of a big red light, you know, just, just getting pseudo naked and standing in front of a red light and just like, it's amazing. It feels so good. Yeah, it does. I have this here. Uh, I have a big, big panel, like you just said, uh, of uh, it's my red light, right? So I have the, every morning, I put my stand-up desk and I'm 10 minutes, I'm naked in front of it. My fiance goes first. She's naked front to back 10 minutes and then I do it. But our pets love it. Like they run in here, they jump on the chair. They just <laughs> love the red light. And it's good for them too. So I'm like, yeah, come right in. That's so funny. I love that. I have a PEMF mat and my dog always comes up there and sits on it with me. He's, he's like, it's like his favorite thing. They know innately like what helps heal them and they just gravitate to it. It's so cool. So yeah, I love my red light. I can tell you this. I've been using this pretty consistently as long as I'm not traveling for three months now. And I've noticed a difference with my skin complexion. Like uh, my skin looks a lot better. I feel a lot better. It's helped with, with uh, joint pain, et cetera. So I know this is not something that's free, but it is worth the investment. Are there any other biohacking tools? It doesn't have to be free that we didn't mention today that you love? Um, I mean, I have a lot of tools in sort of the skin and sex realm. You know, I have an intravaginal red light therapy device that I love. It's not, I don't make oh, it, but, that's but, I, but it's called VFit Plus, And that is amazing for where women, obviously, that you just use a few times a week. And it's basically pro provides the same kinds of benefits of red light therapy, but just inside. And so that's great. You, you know, also the ones for hair, the, the, the caps, like the laser caps for hair restoration are great as well and can, and can definitely increase hair retention and increased hair growth. So I use a lot of red light for that. What else? Because I'm always trying new things, but I don't know what the, besides uh, the PEMF mat is my newest one that I just started experimenting with at home. So I'll let you know how, how I feel about it. But I like the way it feels. We'll see yeah. if it has benefits. Your, your dog loves it. <laughs> my dog loves it. What about uh, the lymphatic system? Do you do anything for that? I don't really. I should learn more about, about you know massage and other things for the lymphatic system because I don't really do much for it. Well, I mean, a lot of the things you already mentioned will benefit the lymphatic system, red light therapy, exercise, et cetera. Uh, I'm just getting really fascinated with it. I'm reading a book called Lymph and Longevity. It's just uh, really opening my world of lymph up. And it's just, it's really interesting to to read about it. So I think you'd, you'd geek out if you read that book or just okay. got more into it. The last question for you, Amy, is we have an epidemic of of cancer, diabetes, autoimmune disease, et cetera, not just in the world, all over the world. If you were anointed, the uh, the health minister of the United States of America, and you had three, uh -oh. you had <laughs> not fancy, right? I don't even know that. I don't even think that's a real position in the U.S., but we'll create it for you. And you were assigned the job to turn this, to put a dent in disease. You were to implement three things to every American that ha that's mandatory for them to do to take this ship back and direct it in the right direction. What would be those three things for Americans and the world to do? Oh, this is a good one. I mean, the first one I think is is changing our diet, but I'm not exactly sure how do we put that into like a single actionable item, right? Like it's it's not like you can just say everything that comes in a package is destroyed. That, there, there, there's some nuances, right, to yeah, that. That's true. That's true. No, eat, eat real food. Just eat real food. I think eat real food is a, is a good one. It, it, the problem is it, it, I'm making this difficult, but it's <laughs> difficult to, you know, because of lifestyle and the way that our, we're so busy and our, you know, it's hard to make real food a lot. And there's, there's a lot of blocks um, and barriers to that sometimes that I understand myself, but I think eat yeah. real food is a good one. I think if I could get, you know, get people off of devices and instead of being on devices at least an hour a day outside doing some kind of physical activity, preferably in a place where there's nature, but that's not always possible, I understand. But just outside, I feel like there's so many healing benefits to being out in 
the world. And I love that so much for myself. And then I think the last one would be if I could somehow make, improve the way that we deal with stress and improve the way that we, you know, deal with the outside world and our thoughts about our thoughts and, and all of that. I think that can make a huge difference because I see stress, you know, stress causes a lot of the things that we're seeing that are bad, whether that's lack of sleep or poor choices with our food or, you know, problems with our um, other problems with their health. So I don't know what that, uh, I'm not sure what my queen of health ministry is going to do about your stress, but if I could uh, tweak it and, and modify it, I would. Yeah, I love that. What we can do is just turn off all the TVs all across the US after 8 p.m. Like no more watching TV after 8 p.m. and go read a yes. book. Yes, uh, That's sure. terrific. I love those. So eat real food, get outside. And when you're outside, if you could move even better, be with Mother Nature. Number three, some sort of stress masterment implementation and getting a plenty of sleep falls into that category. That, that's awesome. Where can the Keto Campers go check you out? What are your social media, website, etc.? So I'm very active on Instagram, Dr. Amy B. Killen. I do have a YouTube channel, which I think is Amy Killen MD. I have many websites. Dr. Amy Killen, I think is the easiest to access, but I also have several other clinic sites that I'll give you a link to that you can put down in your show notes as well. Awesome. I'll put that in the show notes. And you do a lot of speaking. So I'm I'm sure in 2022, you're going to be doing a lot of speaking gigs. So follow her on social media to keep up with it. Amy's an amazing speaker. I I saw you speak at the Biohacking Congress in Silicon Valley earlier this year, and you were terrific. So I can't wait to share the stage with you again. Uh, I love what you're doing. I I love the name Amy B. Killen because Amy B. Killing it out there in the biohacking space. And I'm grateful for you. And I look forward to more collaborations with you, Amy. Thank you, Ben. This is fun. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dr. Amy Killen. If you didn't listen to my previous conversation with her, that was on episode 137, it would be a great opportunity from going from this episode to that one. We'll drop a link for that down below. If you're interested in getting her product, the Rapid Rebound product, I think you should get it. I mean, her research on it is absolutely incredible. Head to ketocamprebound.com. Camp is spelled with a K, ketocamprebound.com. We'll drop a link down below. We'll also put a link for her website and detailed notes down below. Her social media could be found down below. Go check her out. I also did a video interview with her last year on my YouTube channel, Keto Camp YouTube. Go check out her work and share this episode with somebody you believe could get value from this episode. We also drop links and coupon codes for the podcast sponsors down below. And I want to thank you for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. Hey, I'll see you on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.